You're listening to the Quince podcast. Tipu Sultan, the 18th century ruler of Mysore who's long gone but he still can't shake off controversies in modern Indian politics. He's perhaps one of those historical figures of India with an identity crisis. Different aspects of his rule have been highlighted by different people for political reasons and there's really no consensus yet on how we should see his life and work in modern India. You're listening to a special news and views podcast on the Quint and I'm Shorbri. And yes, you guessed it right, I'm talking about Tipu Sultan in this podcast and try with the help of scholars and historians to understand the controversies surrounding the historical figure. Is he the tiger of Mysore or is he a tyrant? Is he a freedom fighter or is he a murderous bigot? Or is he perhaps the genius who used the first rockets against the British? It all depends on who you're asking. So first let's start with who he is. Tipu was the son of Hyder Ali, a soldier who moved through the ranks of the Wadia king's army to become the king of Mysore. The Wadias ruled the kingdom of Mysore from 1399 to 1761 and then again from 1799 to 1947. Following Tipu's death, the British restored the Wadias to their throne through a subsidiary alliance and Mysore was transformed into a princely state. From a pretty young age, Tipu was handling a bunch of military missions. Also given the fact that his father was a military person before he became the king, he made sure that Tipu was instructed in military tactics by French officers who were employed under him. And then finally, the young prince seated himself on the throne in 1761. Like most ambitious kings, he wanted two things. First to expand and second to defend his territory from invaders. And that is exactly what invites all the arguments about his reign. While Tipu occupied some Peshwa territories and raided the villages of Kodagu that stood between his ambition of invading the kingdom of Travancore, he also fought the East India Company to fend off their attempts at invading his territory. Four times in fact, between 1767 to 1769, the first Mysore war the second Anglo Mysore war a third one and even a fourth where he was finally defeated so is he a hero or a villain like i said it depends on who you ask the bjp for one has always highlighted his conquest of kodagu malabar kodikode and other places where it said that after the invasion he had raised temples and churches down to the ground and also forced people to convert to islam But the Congress has a nationalistic view of him because he fought the colonizers to protect his domain. For his 270th birth anniversary in November 2019, the ruling BJP government gave a fresh impetus to the endless debates around Tipu Sultan when the Karnataka Chief Minister B.S. Yadurappa proposed to remove the mention of Tipu Sultan from textbooks altogether. Tipu Jayanti ट्रेलिब्रेशन ऑफ टीपू जयंती 
well according to them to restore the dignity of kannadigas so should we wipe off tipu sultan from history or find out where exactly to place him in history as a tyrant or a force against the british or perhaps both what do scholars have to say about his role in history Before I go on please subscribe to the Quins News and Views playlist on Apple, GeoSavan, Google Podcast, Spotify and all the other popular podcast streaming platforms that we're live on right now. For other podcasts log on to the Quin website and check out a podcast section. So coming back, what do the scholars of Karnataka have to say about Tipu? Let's answer the patriot question first. The Queen's Bengaluru correspondent Arpita Raj spoke to Arpita Suryavanshi, a PhD student of Jawaharlal Nehru Center for Advanced Scientific Research, who points out that Tipu didn't really fight for the idea of a nation, so not really a patriot like the Congress portrays him to be. Yeah, uh, the opinion that I share about uh, Tipu Sultan being called as a is a freedom fighter in this in this regard is that as far as i've gone through some karnataka state textbooks there's no mention of tipu sultan as a freedom fighter but i would say yes it has also been written to portray him as a freedom fighter for just a sentence that i found in one of the chapter which said that um, that actually at the four, during the fourth anglo mysore war he wanted to throw british out of india firstly the, it was not under the british crown it was the east india company uh and secondly it's that he can't throw them out of india because that's not what his motive was because pe- because everybody were not united then he had uh because the the britishers had their allies in form of marathas and nizam so it's not that he was trying to throw them out of the india the problem is not just holding opposite views rather harnessing it for political gains The Congress's Siddaramaiah government which sees him as a patriot initiated the Tipu Jayanti celebrations in 2015. It was a state sponsored event and it didn't go down well. In 2015 for instance there were media reports of the Tipu Jayanti Virodhi Horara Samiti calling for a band. That year a VHP worker also died in clashes. The next year Siddaramaiah asked the police to carry out preventive arrests. The point is it's never been a peaceful affair and the BJP saw this as a move by the Congress to secure the Muslim vote bank. This is Prakash Javadekar a BJP leader and also a cabinet minister criticizing the Congress. This Congress is a party of hypocrisy. And in this hypocrisy they talk one thing and they do exactly the opposite. Rahul Gandhi talks of love and brotherhood and he celebrate his disciples celebrate the tipu sultan jayanti who killed hindus and christians who destroyed temples and churches all this in one go and people were looking to it as an historical events but government never celebrated it they started it for appeasement politics so this is the real nature of congress as a ruler tipu probably dealt with those he considered his enemies with cruelty and we don't really have exact accounts of how many people he converted or killed but is it enough to call him a villain my colleague arpita also spoke to arun panchapakesan a phd scholar from jawaharlal nehru center for advanced scientific research and he said
I think I'm going to have to agree with uh, CM Yadurapa on that question that uh, simply uh, fighting the British does not you know give you the that that status of a freedom fighter and I say that simply because uh, he wasn't fighting for this idea of India he had you know more selfish motives he was he was fighting for his own kingdom and uh, that that simply does not you know qualify he I mean I would I would consider anybody who fights for for that idea of a country which you know the country that we know uh, came into existence after 47 anybody who fought for that idea of one nation uh, qualifies to be a freedom fighter so in that angle yes uh, you know he, he uh, the cm uh, is right i mean i would agree with him but uh, at the same time i would also say that uh, you know he tipu i mean let's say he he was a very uh, polarizing figure uh, so uh, we we all know that uh, you know the the uh, erstwhile Congress government got it in only f I mean the celebration started only because to appease a certain section of the community. Uh, but uh, you know having said that, it's also true that I mean any king would crush a rebellion. I'm sure Tipu did not uh, you know have anything personal against against the Kodavas or even the Mal uh, Nayars of Mysore. I mean they rebelled against his rule. He crushed them. Uh, that that's not. Uh, you know, reason enough for him to be called uh, uh, a tyrant. I mean, I, I'm, if, if you consider that to be tyranny, then I think that almost every single king in India or uh, anywhere in the world for that matter would be classified as a tyrant. The problem in these debates probably lie in confusing the Indian subcontinent with the modern definition of India. The former had many kingdoms, all of whom guarded their territories, some of whom even allied with the East India Company to take down on other kingdoms. But it was all to protect the boundaries of their own kingdoms and not modern India. And in case of Tipu, his army had both Hindus and Muslims, and some of those that he killed in his invasion of Travancore were also Muslims. If he indeed forced conversions, he was also a patron to Hindu temples like the Sringeri Mutt, Melkot, Nanjangur and others. But he made other contributions to this land as well. Dr. Rajni, who is a member of the faculty at National Institute of Advanced Studies, explains how we can't just eliminate information from history. It is not possible that we uh, remove Tipu Sultan out completely and we still have some history. Uh, how are we going to tell history? Who built, you know, who built various uh, forts, Sri Rangpatna and uh, so on? And there is a ghost there. I mean, there is nobody there. And uh, what happened to the rockets? You can't talk about who made that. So, uh, I mean, these things happen organically. It's not as though they, a historical figure doesn't come independently as one entity and go away. He meets people, he makes friends, he makes enemies, he fights, he makes friendship. So, and it's not with one person, it's not with one group. It is with hundreds of groups who have hundreds of other connections. So just uh, pulling out one is like pulling out one organ from a body and say that, okay, we'll be believe that this organ is not necessary. So in that way, uh, you, can't, you can't have history like that. You can't have past like that. It is uh, a part of what has happened. So just creating a vacuum uh, of Tipu, you're going to lose a lot of things that, um, uh, that would actually uh, has added value to our history. So um, Haider Ali and Tipu um, uh, actually laid out uh, the Mughal gardens, the Charbagh gardens, both in Bangalore and Sri Rangpatna. Um, the uh, the 
past layers of our Bangalore Lalbagh uh, Lal Garden was laid out by Tipu Sultan. He um, probably was the earliest to form mechanized way of uh, drawing water uh, for his gardens and also horticulture uh, and uh, building these very unique fortifications and uh, building these unique dungeons and uh, um, armory and so on and rockets themselves and use of those rockets and the way he used rockets also to attack and uh, uh, confuse uh, his rivals and so on. There are many, many things he did. Uh, it's, you can't um, label everything as this is good, this is bad. If, is defense good or bad? If developing defense tactics good or bad? I mean, uh, you know, you can't label everything and you can't just say that I'm Take going a to moral wipe perspective, perspective to, it. Uh, to it. So it is definitely not possible that uh, you just remove Tipu and everything connected to him from history. Then you'll just have a vacuum and you'll keep wondering what you have to explain. Whether or not Tipu contributed to nationalism, that's for politicians to settle, but he did make contributions to modern India. He modernized irrigations, agricultural system, and also most importantly, war rockets. Yes, Heather Ali revived the use of rockets in India and added some new tech, some metal cylinders to contain the combustion powder. The accuracy of hitting the target didn't come close to the modern rocket, but it was useful to attack cavalry on ground. And Tipu, his son, continued to develop war rockets and used it successfully against the British. This is Vaibhav, a PhD student in Engineering Mechanics Unit of Jawaharlal Nehru Center. You know, as uh, Professor Nasima says, that he is the person who saw the, you know, technology, you know, that is happening, the revolution that is happening in Europe. And he saw that and he understood that that is one way to go ahead if you have to fight British. So, and uh, he took a lot of measures for that, you know. So, and uh, he had a good library and uh, he supported tech parks. So the question is, is there anything to gain at all from erasing Tipu Sultan from history? If you'd like to listen to more podcasts from The Quint, subscribe to The Quint's News and Views channel on Apple, GeoSavan, Google Podcasts, Spotify and the other popular podcast streaming platforms that we live on right now. For other podcasts, log on to the Quinn website and check out a podcast section. For any feedback, shoot an email to podcasts at